Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Unto the Lord podcast. I'm Luke Lefevre. And I'm Elijah Crouch. On this podcast, we call our generation to radical holiness, audacious faith, and total devotion to Jesus. We're believing for a movement that leads to revival in the church, awakening in America, and the gospel to the ends of the earth. So let's jump in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Holy End of the Lord podcast. Uh, we are doing a special episode today, a bonus episode, um, based on everything that God's doing across the country right now. You know, we've been in a series about prayer and praying for revival, the different types of prayer, communion prayer, petition prayer, and we just thought it would be uh, a great idea to go, hey, man, we are praying for revival. Let's talk about what God is doing. And, you know, we have been, we we were up at Asbury um, a few days ago, earlier Mm -hmm. this week, which is crazy. It's been such a whirlwind. It's crazy to believe it was earlier this week. And because um, we were filming a documentary, which actually, if you haven't seen it yet, it's up on YouTube. It's on the If Gathering um, YouTube channel. So we, we flew up there with Jenny Allen and my friend Daniel McLeod, and we filmed just stories of what God is doing at Asbury. We you know, filmed the people that were in the room when it started, right. the people who were leading worship and the, the people who were facilitating and leading a lot of it and the president of the university and just stories of how God is moving. And so um, we just want to talk a little bit about one, what we saw, what God's doing. And I, I'd love to talk too about where we believe this is going. Um, Cause I don't think Asbury is just um, the solo thing. I think it's the beginning of something um, and then talk through, you know, what are the keys for us in seeing and sustaining revival? Um, so I don't know, Elijah, you being in the room, you know, what, what were some of the things that you saw that are just like, man, this yeah. is, um, I don't know. What was it like being in the room? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was skeptical, yeah. um, from the beginning, but not like, not cynical, yeah. just skeptical. Mm. Like when I heard about it, I was like, this is great. Yeah. And this sounds awesome. And I love worship and I love prayer and all that. And yeah. like, you know, we had considered going up, uh, last week and together. And I was just like. You know, that sounds really cool. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I was against it. I was yeah, we were not gonna, cynical. We were gonna finish filming the podcast and literally like just drive yes, up there right. for like a couple hours. Which would have been so fun. Yeah. Um and I'm glad we waited just a little yeah, bit. Same. But I you know, I was skeptical. It's like is you know, we were like, is this really a move of God? Is it mm-hmm. overhyped? You know, a worship yeah. service gone long or a yeah. prayer service gone long. You know, we've got a twenty four seven house of prayer like here in yeah. town. Like, is this really you know, people are calling it revival. Is it revival? Is it just chapel gone over? You know, yeah. what is it? And so, but I was glad to go. And so me and some of my friends uh, kind of did a spontaneous trip on Sunday. Yeah. And um, we planned it the night before, got a hotel. And so we drove up and the whole way I'm kind of like, all right, we'll see what this is about. You know, still not cynical, but skeptical. And as soon as we get on the Asbury campus, mm. I just felt the presence of God like tangibly. And mm. I was like, oh, there's no way this isn't a move of God. Mm. It was so thick in the air. Yeah. Just the fear of God, the presence of God, the joy, peace, and love of God were just tangible. You could not deny it. Mm. And so, you know, then we walk into the room um, and start worshiping and just seeing people's passion um, for Jesus. I've seen criticism before of people singing like, worship song choruses over and over Mm -hmm. and i have always thought that's kind of a funny criticism because it's not really 
Like if it's to Jesus, and yeah. the angels seem to be saying like the like holy over and over and over. Yeah, and they're not getting tired of it. Yeah, but I digress. We get into the chapel, and there's there was a couple um, songs about Jesus' name that we were singing choruses about Jesus' name over and over and over and over. I mean, we would sing like the chorus, the tremble, for 15 minutes. Yeah, and it would just and it by the time we ended it, it was like no one was tired of it. Yeah. It was just growing and growing and growing louder and louder. And there was repentance and confession going on up, up at the front and deliverance. And that was happening the whole time I was there. There were people um, up at the altar by the you know platform. Um, there was a prayer team praying over them. And I was like, this is a move of the Holy Spirit. And um, it was very humbling to be in that environment. Uh, yeah. 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 I know. I, when we got there, so what happened was I, so I was in South Carolina and, um, and I just felt like I heard the Holy Spirit say like text Jenny Allen and, and we, and just go, Hey, like we, we've got to find a way to call a generation across the nation to, to pray, um, with what's happening. Like we have to capitalize on the momentum of what God is doing. And, um, so I, I was not expecting her to call me and go, we're flying, like, let's fly to Asbury tonight. And I'm like, I'm speaking at, at something at 5 PM, like tonight. And she's like, tonight. So long story short, like my flights got like flights got delayed, canceled, had to like drive, to catch a connecting flight in a separate city from a different airport. Like it was crazy. I got there like three 30 in the morning. And so, and then we get to chapel that first day. Yeah. And, um, you know, I walked in cause I wasn't sure what to expect. Some people were like, man, like I didn't, some people were like Elijah and I was like, man, as soon as I walked on the campus, I felt like the presence of God. Some people were like, I don't know. I didn't really feel like a sense of the Lord's presence. And I was like, I don't know what it's going to be like. But so I walked into the chapel and what struck me was like you could definitely sense the presence of the Lord, at least for me. It, you know, I would say just like personally, like I feel like there's there's been atmospheres. It'd probably be the same for you too that mm-hmm. I felt the presence of God at an even weightier level than I did at Asbury. Yeah, yeah. But what was what was so like sobering for me, or sobering is not even the right word. I would just say what felt the weightiest to me was I just had this overwhelming sense when I as soon as I stepped into the room of this is what we've prayed for. Yes. Like yes. I, you, I walked in and I was like this is it. Like Definitely. It, it it I don't know how to describe it. It it was um part of it was there there there's no reason it should be happening. Like it's just like this phenomena, but it's, but that's the thing. It's like, th- it's so obvious that it's a move of the Holy Spirit. Cause it's like, it was this unremarkable ending to a chapel that just happened to go on long. And then the students stayed and then more people stayed. And then it just erupted. And part of me, as I was just praying, I was like, Lord, like it, this, this like shouldn't really be happening. <laughs> like this, like it's, this is just crazy, which makes it just so much more evident that it's like God decided I want to do a work yes. and just did. And and now millions, tens of millions of people probably at this point around the world mm-hmm. are are recognizing, man, revival is coming to America. Yes. And um and part of it, you know, I remember when I first heard that stuff was was happening at Asbury, I think it was like, you know, hour 
you know, 36 or something like that. And um, my wife and I, we were just like, we were just getting ready to go to bed and we were praying. And I just, we just kind of asked the question, like, why Asbury? Like, right. why there? You know, like, because there's been a lot of prayer for revival there. Um, there's been a lot of prayer for revival in a lot of places, though. And around the nation, I was like, why Asbury? Right. And my sense is this, is a lot of people now, a, a lot of like historians, revival historians will look. So there were multiple revivals that happened at Asbury, one in 1950, one in 1970. In the documentary we filmed, it was actually interviewed a lady who was there for both of them. And she was like, it's the same as it was in 1950 and 1970, which is crazy. Right. And... um and when that one happened in 1970, a lot of people see that as one of the biggest sparks of, of the beginning of the Jesus people movement or the Jesus revolution. Like if you're yeah. watching this, like that that Time Magazine cover right there where in, I think that's the 1973 issue, Time Magazine put Jesus on the cover and goes, the only way we can describe what's happening in America is that it's a Jesus revolution. Yes. You know, hundreds of thousands of young people turning to Jesus um, from the hardest and the darkest of places. And... Um, my sense is this, is that the reason God chose to to do this at Asbury is so many people see Asbury as the start, or, or at least a spark of the start of the Jesus people movement. And I think it's a sign from God that he's going, as, as so many of you have been praying for another Jesus revolution in America, this is my sign to you that I'm sending yes. a second. Um, that's what I believe this is. And that's why I believe it's at Asbury. And, you know, we were at a worship uh, night last night. Like we we did a thing in Nashville where we streamed the documentary, which if you want to watch it, we'll put it in the show notes. Yes. I would encourage you to watch it, just what we captured at Asbury and just the call to pray. Um, but we hosted just a, a worship and prayer night at um, a church in downtown Nashville called Crosspoint. Like 250 students showed up. And um, we worshiped and prayed. And what the crazy thing was is we're like, hey, after this finishes, we're going to send students back out onto their campuses. Yeah. And without even us planning it, like I started getting texts and like Lipscomb University in Nashville already had a worship night planned for 9 p.m., which is when our prayer gathering was scheduled to close. And Trevecca University did too. And then Belmont University students got together. And so worship went late into the night last night. And I showed up at, at Early Lipscomb. into the morning this morning. Early in the morning, yeah. Yeah. And I, I showed up at Lipscomb and I walked into the room and, and like spontaneous confession had been going on for like 20 minutes and same thing was happening at Trevecca. And I just looked in the room and I was like, everything that I know about the Jesus people movement, I was like, it was eerily similar to everything that I've read, everything that I've watched. Like I walked into the room and it was like, if an unbeliever walked in, they would have been like, these people are weird but I really want to be a part of it. Cause like Jesus people movement, like they were known as the Jesus freaks, right? It was like the Jesus freaks, like don't go near them. You don't want to be friends with them, but they were everywhere. And like, that's what it felt like. It was like, right. man, it's this just, it was like radical love, devotion to Jesus. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And, and being on the campus at Asbury, everything that I've read, like, cause I've, that's like, I don't think there's things that I've read much more about than revival. It was like everything that I've read, it was, it was like all the stories that I have in my heart and my mind that my grandpa used to tell me. And I used to read, it was like they were coming to life in front of my eyes. And it was like, yeah, this is that. Yeah. 
like this is it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was talking. I'm really close with my, um, I mean, me and Pop, and I was talking to my Mimi, who's my my dad's mom, and uh, we were just praying together on the way to our gathering last night to watch the F documentary and praying uh, because there was some weather that looked like it could threaten some of the plans. Um, we were just praying against that and some other things. And one thing she said to me, she was just like almost in tears, just like, this is what we've been praying for. She goes, I've prayed for this for years and years and years. She goes, and, I, and I'm so happy that I'm alive to see this in my day. Like it's it's amazing what God is doing. So we've taught one word that's really getting thrown around a lot with this is the word revival. Mm -hmm. Some people are calling it, you know, the Asbury stirring. I like John Tyson's, you know, the Asbury outpouring. Mm -hmm. But tell us, like, for those who are like, well, is this revival? Is this not? I think first thing that's in order is to talk about well, what do we mean when we say revival? Because I think some people mean something different than what other people mean. Some people are thinking like first grade awakening. Yeah. Some people are thinking like the last time this happened at Asbury. Yeah. Some people are like, I have a revival every Wednesday night at my church. Yeah. Like, what do we mean when we say revival? Yeah, man, that's a great question. There's so many definitions. I'll give you a few. I think that could be helpful. One, um, uh, I love the way that our pastor puts it. He says revival is people fully alive in the spirit, which is, you know, this like it's complete devotion to Jesus so that the Holy Spirit can do the fullness of the work that he wants to do in in his church. I think that's a good one. Another is, you know, some people would say that revival is an acceleration of God's work. Yeah. Um, where it's this like speeding up of things that God is doing. Um I think that's part of it. In a lot of ways, I think revival is a sovereign act of God of where, you know, I look at America right now and I don't think we don't, I would say this, we don't deserve as the church I mean, revival. We don't deserve anything we receive from God, but <laughs> yeah. we're at a place of where the Lord would be just to shake the dust off his feet and, and bring judgment on the American church. Yes. And in response to the prayers of his people and his sovereignty, he is, he is sending revival and it's a sovereign thing. Like you can't cause revival. You can cry out for revival until God causes it. Um, but, and with that, so many people just sit around and wait for revival. We need to be working and praying for revival. Right. Like cry out to God and preach the gospel, yes. cry out to God and, and, you know, feed the poor, cry out to God and, 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 you know, disciple like, so there's those both. Don't just sit around and wait for revival or just sit around and pray for revival. But um, it's something that only God can cause. And But I would say, and this could change. This is my current opinion. But I really think that revival, really what, how revival, is, like it's just what normal Christianity should be. Hmm. Um, you mean you look at Acts? that's more revival than we've seen in the United States <laughs> like ever, you know, and that's, um, that was just normal for them. And I think, um, really what revival ends up being is when God sovereignly decides to shift his church, you know, in this miraculous way back to what should be normal biblical Christianity of holiness, the power of God, hunger for God. Um, and, so whether Asbury is a revival or not, I don't think it's necessarily for us to, to label it. I think more so what we should be doing is just going, 
without a shadow of a doubt, God is doing something. Yes. I mean, I was asking somebody the other night, I was like, if you wonder if God is doing something, when was the last time hmm. this much prayer and worship happened on university campuses or just across the entire nation in a period of two weeks ever? Like, when do you, when was the last time you remember yeah. this many cries for yes. God to move, yes. being lifted up from America at the same time in a period of a week ever? Like, not in my lifetime do I remember it. And if at the very least it's that, praise God, yes. you know? And so, you know, I think as we're looking at this, one of the things we should be like and, and need to be asking is, okay, what do we need to be doing? Um, and I think there's these three keys that I've heard just several different people who, who have seen revival, led in revival, talk about. And it is that if you want to see revival, there's these three things of you need to stay hungry, you need to stay holy, and you need to stay humble. Because um, a lack of one of those three things will quench what God wants to do. Um, and, I mean, John Tyson's talking a lot right now about God comes where he's wanted, yeah. right? This hunger, that we've got to be hungry for God. And I remember one le- uh, leader of a... Uh, just a move of God, they were talking about like, hey, why did it end? And he said there were those three those three things. He goes, uh, hunger, holiness, and humility. And he goes, you know, praise God. He goes, we stayed hungry. We were always hungry for God. Um, he goes, and thank the Lord we, we stayed holy. Um, there was no scandal, you know, no like sexual sin that made its way in or or financial anything or just, you know, we stayed holy. He goes, but we didn't stay humble. Because there were a few different leaders, and he said, we all started to think that we each were more important than the other or that we right. were the ones who caused it. Right. And I think um, I think that's going to be our temptation as a generation is a few years ago, I probably shared this before, but a few years ago I was praying and I was just going, Lord, um, you know, I was just spending that time in praying, going, Lord, like w- – like you're going to move in our generation. I know it. And, and I felt like I heard the Holy spirit speak to my heart and just say, I want you just say like, Luke, be very careful. Um, because I'm going to move in your generation in a, in a miraculous and powerful way. He said, but you are getting ready to reap a harvest that you did not. sow." yes. And what I think the temptation for us in Gen Z with, I believe God's going to move in an unprecedented way. Like unprecedented is an overused word, but I think that's that's the word I'm going to use is in a way we haven't seen before. Um, and the temptation for us is going to think is there's something special about us as Gen Z. Yeah. Oh, it's God did it because of us, because of our holiness or because of our you know hunger or because we're more hungry than everybody else. And what I want to encourage you if you're listening to this is God is not doing this because of us. I believe God is sending revival to America because of the generations before us, our parents, yes. our grandparents. Um, the you know think of the the you know older men and women with gray hair in our churches that have cried out to God for revival since before yes. we were born. Right. We're reaping a harvest that they sowed in tears and in labor and in crying out to God and in working and in discipling. That's why this is coming. We're just getting to show up at the time when everything's starting to grow and and go, man, we're harvesting all this. And that's where our temptation is going to be to lose our humility. And I think we need to have a very sobering reality that we did not cause this. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimately, God caused it, but I think God's answering the prayers of 
the multiple generations that have gone before us. But, you know, Elijah, I'm curious for you, what are you hoping that Mm -hmm. this results in that God does? Like what, if you're like, man, Lord, this is my prayer that this is what would come of this. Yeah. I think two things. And the first one is very simple and it's just people giving their lives to Jesus who did not know him before or were in a state of spiritual apathy. That's Mm -hmm. the first one is, and that's the main one is people being brought into the family of God Mm -hmm. forever and, um, and all the earth crying, holy is the Lord. And I think the second is radical devotion to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't want to confuse radical devotion to Jesus Wish with radical passion for Jesus that both are very good things, mm-hmm. um, but you can be very passionate about something and not be fully immersed in it. Mm-hmm. You can be passionate about certain aspects, and there are times with this sort of stirring that we're seeing God um, bring about here, where we can get especially, and I say we meaning Gen Z, like my generation is we can be very passionate about things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that is how younger people are wired, um, just very neurologically. You are more passionate about things when you're younger for reasons I will not get into, but you can research on your own if you want. <laughs> and and it's a good thing, but I think of there's certain things um, – that would just be beautiful to see for my generation. Like, it's great to love posting about the Bible, for instance. It's great to love dancing in the Lord's presence at a worship night or praying fervently for intercession at a group. I would love to see my generation devoted to Jesus um, in private. Mm-hmm. And I, I and it's weird to say see because it's in private, but I just think of like, my favorite times with Jesus, I think, I think my favorite times with Jesus are when I'm on my Sabbath and I'm sitting with God in my room. I think that's currently my favorite time with Jesus. And I, that sort of devotion, I think of um, there's a man in our church um, who we call Papa Ellis. Mm-hmm. And um, he was telling us, we were have been talking about private devotion to God a couple weeks ago and um, after teaching at church and I'm in a life group mm-hmm. with Papa Ellis and he was telling us about his time with the Lord in this morning, which we call the secret place time. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us how he just weeps before God as he is, you know, listening to hymns or, or praying. And I'm just like, man, I want that for my generation, mm-hmm. a sort of, um, yeah, tenacious longevity, I think. I would like to see that come out of this. I would like to see people brought into the family of God and this tenacious um, longevity and devotion Mm -hmm. be brought about um, to Jesus in addition to the passion that's already being being stirred Mm -hmm. in my generation. I think those are the sort of things that I would love to see come out of this. Yeah, that's so good. And I think... um... I think time will tell of going, you know, is Asbury a revival, is it not? I think that one of the things that will tell is does the fruit last? Yes. Which I think it will. Um, and I think it's just the beginning. Um, 
but that's one of the ways to know. And I think for us, you know, we just wanted to get on and go like, man, we've got to keep praying. I got to keep crying out to God. And I I think the place that we're at is we need to, to get hung, like continue to stay hungry to, and, and, and get hungrier, um, and go lower, get, get more humble. Yes. Um, go Lord. Like one of the things we talk about a lot at consecrate is intentional humility of not just, you know, just trying to be humble. No, it's like intentionally be humble. Like Jesus says, take the lowest seat at the table when you arrive someplace, like that's intentionally going low, right. like intentionally not taking a place of honor, intentionally staying hidden, intentionally not, um, you know, not promoting yourself. Like it's, it's going, it's not just not being prideful. It is intentionally going low. Yes. And that's what we need to be focusing on. And then, you know, our, our holiness of like, we talk about all the time of, you know, consecration to God. Right. And so we need to stay in that place. And so, Elijah, I think a good place for us to land the plane on this, just as we're talking about what God's doing, is just to pray, just yes. to ask God. That's cool. I was going to suggest that. <laughs> it's it's kind of the only thing you could do right <laughs> now, you know. It's like Lord, yeah. like the only right thing to do is to worship God and to pray, yes, and to study the Word, obviously, but to cry out to God. And so, would you just close us in mm. praying, God? You know, don't pass us by, Lord. Yes. What you're doing at Asbury, would you do here? Yes. Yes, well, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing um, in our nation, Father. We thank you for how your name is being honored as holy um, at Asbury and at so many colleges around our nation. Jesus, we thank you for the work you are doing. Lord, I pray that we would not miss the work that you're doing. Lord, if there's any of us um, listening to this who are are not sure, Lord, we would rather err on the side of I'm all in if this is Jesus Mm -hmm. than letting you pass us by. Mm -hmm. Lord, we want to see our nation and our generation turn to you. Mm -hmm. Lord, we want to see the whole earth crying, holy is the Lord. We want to see awakening in America and awakening in the earth, Jesus, and the gospel to the ends of the earth. So Lord, I pray that if there are people listening to this, God, and, and they're saying, I'm not sure if I really want this, and so their temptation is to just not try to be a part of it at all. Lord, would you just open their hearts, Jesus? I pray that if people are hearing this and their hearts are hard and they're cynical about it, Lord, you say, if anyone hears my voice, do not harden your heart. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we pray that you would soften hearts, God, that in your sovereignty and in your will, God, that people's hearts would be open and soft to the gospel. Jesus, that people would receive the Holy Spirit, God. They would receive what you have to say to them. Jesus, we pray that our nation, Lord, would see revival, Mm -hmm. God, that our generation would truly be totally alive in you, Lord, and that places that we didn't think we could see revival, we would see it, Mm -hmm. Jesus. In places like Washington, D.C., where we're like, surely revival couldn't come there. Mm -hmm. Would revival come there? Lord, would revival come in Hollywood? God, Mm -hmm. would revival come? to the people who we don't like and like alike, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pray that revival would break out, Jesus. We thank you for what yes, you're already Lord. doing, for the outpouring of your spirit at Asbury. Mm-hmm. Lord, we bless um, the people who are stewarding this well at mm-hmm. Asbury yes, and at yes. other colleges, Jesus. The people who have intentionally gone low, and they don't want their names yeah. to be known. They don't yeah. want to be on camera. They don't yeah. want to be recognized. 
but people who have really sought you, Jesus. Thank you for the prayers of our our parents and our grandparents and great-grandparents, Lord, people who have prayed for my generation. Yes. We honor them, God, because this is why we're saying revival. We thank you, Jesus, for your mercy to us to send revival, mm-hmm. God, to help us be prepared for the life to come. We thank you, Jesus. We honor you. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, this uh, concludes um, this episode, and you know we're going to be working on more content, so keep an eye out for that. But just a reminder, Consecrate 2023 is coming up, and it's going to be a time for us to gather, to hunger after God, to cry out to God together, to consecrate our lives to Him. And so we'd encourage you to join us. It's in November. You know, grab a ticket, and we'd love to see you there. But we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Continue to pray throughout your day. Cry out to God. You know, gather some friends. Go pray. Um, if you're on a campus, like, if nothing's been started, start something. And wait, one last thing. I like. I want to I wanna hit something just very quick. If you are starting something on your campus, Luke posted something this morning that I thought was so, so good. And he talked about how don't feel pressured to make what you're doing like last a long time and like go all night and all this yeah. stuff. Rather seek God with your community and all these people day after day. Yeah. And see repentance every night, every night. I think that's a great strategic note yeah. for those who are trying to start something on their campus and maybe discouraged that it's not going for seventeen hours straight, right? Yeah. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Instead of you know, trying to go, man, this has to go all night, you know, most of the time in a revival it's not all night, it's night after night. Yes. Like it just keeps going night after night. Like everybody keeps getting together at seven and worshiping and praying until ten every night, again and again and again. So don't feel pressure for it to go all night, but go like we're gonna meet night after night after yes. night to cry out to God. Yeah, but do start something. Be encouraged by what's happening at Asbury, and we'll see you next week.